Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hello, hello, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley, and today I am thrilled to have Renee Volchko, the founder of Super Salad Bar, on the show. Renee, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, Ainsley, thank you. I am very, very honored to be here. I think you have a great product that is trying to do some really great stuff in the bar world and in the food world. Um, For anyone who is not aware of Super Salad Bar, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. Well, just to give you a brief intro to the product, Super Salad Bar is essentially a salad. Um, Whoever out there is listening, it's uh, we've taken a salad, compacted into a bar, Uh, We dehydrate the bar to give it some shelf stability, shelf life, so that you can take it with you on the go salad, uh, if you will. And we have plenty of more flavors to come, but we sort of did the the launch or intro with a signature cinnamon flavor. That's such an interesting concept to have like a salad kind of dehydrated. I'm sure a lot of people might be like, oh, what what am I expecting here? But in reading some of your reviews, that is exactly it. People are like, hold on, salad bar, dehydrated. I don't know about this. But then they try it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. Here's now the why. We rock climb, we hike, we bike ride, snowboard. You know, We're kind of the jack of all trades people that just like to keep a mixture of activities in our life to sort of make sure that nothing is mundane, no day is boring, uh, nothing feels like this workout that you've done a million times. Everything is new. So it much easier to stay active when things are fun. And what we did was we would go on these hiking trips and camping trips. And after, you know, we love cliff bar, but after the fifth or sixth cliff bar, you're just like, oh, I just feel all these oats, all this sugar. And like the nutrient part of it was sort of missing that nutrient dense, where are your greens at? Uh, where are the veggies? Where are some of the additional fruits in your diet? I would then pack bags of spinach after you know the day of climbing, I would go reach in to make my salad or try to cook up some dinner, and it was just goopy mess. And I I knew at that point I was I have to get, figure out how to get this sort of into our active world, into our to go world, even if it is just driving to and from work or to and from yoga. What, how can you get that sort of into your diet and not make it feel like a task and actually enjoyable sort of snack? I think that's a huge need that you have really uncovered with this because, yeah, if you're living a really active lifestyle, which you are and a ton of other people are, or even if you are just out camping or something like that, like salads just don't last. But I think everyone knows like, oh, I should probably have some more greens right about now. Um, But if it just doesn't last, like how are you going to get that? And so I think this is a really great way that you've kind of brought it together to give people what they need in a form that is really easy to consume. They can bring with it anywhere. And it's, it's just like a, it's a great addition to a bar. That's not just the same as everything else, which I think is really great. So were you ever tempted to like 
create just another bar that wasn't in this salad form? Or were you like, no, there is definitely the need for basically a salad in a bar. Um, and I want to I wanna make that. Like, how did you go to the process to actually bring this to life? Because I know sometimes it's easy to get, I don't know, skewed along the way to be like, hey, it's just going to be really easy to add some like added um, nutrients as like a powder and and not really have, you know, all the big pieces like the, you know, organic kale and the organic dates and all of these great products uh, or great ingredients that you have in the product. How did you kind of make sure that you stayed true to that? Yeah, uh, actually, I would I would argue the latter. So it was the initial concept. It started at my ad agency that I used to work at. I was the the dork with the Tupperware bowl. I would come upstairs, you know, with my lunch that was either a, a salad or some sort of healthy mixture, stir fry or whatnot. And my friend Chris asked me, you know, Renee, wh- why are you always eating salads? Or you know, why why don't you just go buy lunch or go to the Jimmy John's or something? And I I had to stop and think about it because it just became my normal at that point. You know, we, um, I I grew up like any normal kid, whatever we wanted. And at some point in high school, my dad sort of pushed the more healthy initiative of starting to bring home real fruits, real veggies, and not, not a lot of the snacky, um, sort of sugar loaded things. And throughout college, I sort of kept that healthy lifestyle. Um, it, it was never a diet. It never felt like a diet. It just became so habitual that we just did that and we felt good and we could bike for longer. Um, and at work, I, I was telling Chris, I said, you know, I would just take this to go. Like I would just go walk around right now instead of just sit here for lunch actually, you know what they should do? They should just take this salad. I showed him my bowl and just compact it in a bar, you know, like a cliff bar. We could just, we could just have it as we're eating, walking around downtown. And, uh, he, he stopped for a moment, kind of chuckled and then asked me, Whoa, how would you do that? So I did, I didn't even wait. I went home that night and I had this, uh, small little round dehydrator and I would dehydrate things like bananas and, you know, the typical just plain fruits. I never mixed anything, but I dehydrated two trays of kale and two trays of spinach. And it became essentially this like green powder. And I, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this is the base of something. I, I feel like I could really, you know, knock it out of the park with some of the flavors. And as you know, I think as a lot of people that have tried salads, even the people that are just iffy about salads have had some good salad in their life that, you know, there's been one or two that they were just like, Oh, that actually, that was really good. I never thought salad could taste like that. So it, it was the initial concept uh, for the salad bar. And I came up with the like play on words. I thought it was funny, but it also was conceptual. And from that moment on, I just, I went through so many prototypes, so many different flavors my poor work crew at the ad agency, every lunch break, I would just bombard them with, ooh, try new prototype 103. I need you to, I need you to give me feedback. But yeah, no, it was, it was the initial concept. That is awesome. And thank you, Chris, for helping you question that, right? Uh, That is so great. And like, yeah, I, I think it's just something that people have probably thought of before. And you actually went and ran with it. And that makes all the difference. What What do you think gave you the 
like fire under you to actually take this idea of like, hey, any like someone should go and create this and then realize, heck, why don't I go and create this and run home to your kitchen? Like not most people don't do that. What do you think it is that really sparked that within you? Uh, that's an awesome question. I would say <clears throat> I am I am definitely a thinker of ideas. And by that I mean growing up in a pretty creative family. My dad would always do like creative things with us and draw. My mom is just an incredible like inventor in her own mind. You know, we we always came up with these quote unquote like million dollar ideas, you know. And I think in doing that, uh, obviously not all of the ideas are a million dollar ideas, especially if they're not executed well. But in doing that, it sort of gave me this run through practice over so many years of that's actually a good idea and or that's not actually that good of an idea. So um, I think it was just one of those ideas over so many years of different ideas that just hit me a certain way. It felt great. It was like such a, it just was like, this is, this is a good gut feel. I have to go with this. Uh, and if nothing else, it then became my nerdiest, healthiest hobby into how I can mix this this thing, this snack, how I could get the salad to become this shelf stable on the go snack and to get in, you know, like your essential macro ingredients here. Uh, we have eight to 10% fat, eight to 10% saturated fat from the good coconut oils, from the sunflower seeds, no added sugars. I, I hated that in my food, never felt good with it on our long bike rides. So I absolutely was not going to tolerate that or have it, even if it was just a binder. Um, no preservatives. Again, nothing that I wouldn't want to be giving my sister or my brothers. I I had no tolerance for it. So, And then what happened was I sort of then became very aware of, okay, in the things that I eat that I feel good with, there's a good mixture of fats, good fats, to healthy carbs, to fiber, uh, to some protein. It was sort of this mindfully mixed way of doing things, uh, which then became our second trademark and housing brand or parent company for, for the whole project. Okay. I've got a couple questions coming out of that because there's so many great gems in there. So first question, have there been other ideas? Because I love the fact that you and your family you know, we're so great with flexing that creative muscle and coming up with these great ideas and, you know, seeing, hey, that could be a great idea. This could be a great idea. Was there anything else that you have ever truly brought to life the way you've brought this to life? Um, wow, that's a that's a very good idea. Nothing that as comparably brought to life as the salad bar. No. Um, in college though, I would do, I would just do like college projects. I invented these things, Java jibs. They were little, um, and I don't even know if that, I don't even know if that exists. I've never researched it, but they were essentially these little triangle snacks or triangle shaped like cereal bites with caffeine in them. So <laughs> that was, it was one of those like ideas that I had sketched out, did a logo for, you know, went through the process, but never executed it like the salad bar because I never felt, I just never felt like it really fit. And maybe I wasn't in the the right time uh, for that either. Now that, that makes sense though. It's like you flex that muscle, you've sketched things out. And then, you know, you also, 
it, it was a good idea because you'd evaluated so many pieces along the way. And you listened to your gut as well, which I think is an important piece to entrepreneurship that sometimes gets overlooked. And I think that that's a really important piece. And you know, you're also able to strengthen those gut feelings and that intuition by going through the process over and over again. And you'd gone through that. So that had really helped you with this, I'm sure, to know like, yes, this is it. I'm going to go all in on it. Yeah. I I also attribute that to, I mean, I not only my work crew, there were only about nine or 10 of us at the agency, but I I then just started running my mouth to any friend, any family that would listen to me. It became a very, it was a good obsession because, right, you're trying to explore this entrepreneur side of you and, you know, do you have what it takes to sort of start or figure out what it takes to make a business? And the more and more people I talked to, the mentors that I got along the way, the the network that I was building, even if it was just subconsciously building, you know, I, I am a people person. I like being in front of people, around people. It does refill my cup sort of as the typical extrovert would say. But the more I, the more I talked to them about this idea or the more I pitched my product, everyone said, Oh, oh, I get it. Or, Oh, that would be cool. Or yeah, actually we go, we go camping a lot and, and we eat a ton of cliff bars. I'd like something new in there. Yeah. I can totally resonate with this. Um, as so many people have, I just did like a five week journey across uh, Canada working for, you know, three and a half days and then camping and driving for three and a half days. And I'm like you, like I want to have my salad. So I would pre-cut up salads to bring with us and pre-make most of our food. But it's kind of like, okay, we got to eat salad first day that we're at camp because otherwise it's just going to be bad, right? So um, this is a type of product that so many people, whether you are camping or whether you're just out and about, you can, you get it immediately. And that's so key is having a product that truly satisfies a need. And you you re- really nailed that. One of the other questions that I had for you is, okay, you talk about the second trademark that you guys created is Mindfully Mixed. I think that's great and definitely stands for what you're talking about in terms of how you've created the product. I'm curious, does this, does this leave it open that you guys are looking to potentially branch out and bring salad in different forms or different types of products down the road? Like, where do you see this overall brand going down the road, if you can share at this point? Yeah, uh, absolutely can share. So <clears throat> a very fun, maybe coincidental or one of those happenstance things that uh, you know happens along the way. Uh, of building any company is that we were denied the trademark on Super Salad Bar. And there was a couple basically superlative issues. So a superlative meaning super was just a descriptive word and salad bar were just very common words. So we were having a hard time solidifying a trademark on that specific name, brand, etc. So my attorney at the time, and actually still my attorney, great, great people from Akron, Ohio, they advised me, they said, you know, Renee, you can't, there's nothing you really, you can patent. Um, A recipe is a recipe. If someone wants to try to copy you, they, you know, they're going to do it. And they add one little thing that's different and it's theirs. So he said, what I would really try to do if I were you, I would uh, trademark something else. And I would, I would then make sure that you guys kind of brand yourself in a space that 
someone or a a group of people are then going to recognize you and then you can kind of grow that brand. So very reluctantly, because I, I wanted this super salad bar trademark very reluctantly. I then said, okay. And kind of went through the process of like, well, what else can you name this thing? There was no real other name for this salad in a bar right there. That's just such a, a solid concept. And that's what I knew people would remember. It sort of gave it that brand strength, if you will. And uh, I then started thinking of like, well, what is this? What does it mean to me? I did put a, a heck of a lot of thought into making this into the, this mixture of these ingredients. And um, Mindfully Mixed seemed that it just fit. It fit all sort of facets of my life as well. We do a ton of sports. We are mindfully mixed in who we hang out with. There are younger people, there are people our age, there are older people, all different race and gender and ethnicity. And, uh, you know, it it became sort of this like, whoa, this is more than just mindfully mixing a dish for dinner. It's it's became uh, this is very much a part of me. So it fit. (laughs) I then I went with that. We got the trademark pretty much right away and had to just keep renewing uh, our application for Super Salad Bar. And about two and a half years later, we then got the go ahead on super salad bar. So it, it, was, um, it was one of those patience testers, but also a very interesting way for me to then think bigger, bigger scale, meaning we definitely have more flavors of salad bar coming out. Some have been already through 80 or 90 prototypes, different test trials and things for a strawberry summer salad. And we have a, a sweet and spicy sort of like a a heat mesquite sort of flavor of a bar. So we're going to test some sweet, test some savory, test some different flavors. And then, yeah, we, we do have uh, ideas I can't quite talk about now, but for just different, completely different uh, lines with under the same umbrella. You know, it was kind of, kind of a blessing in a way that that happened. Like I'm with you, Super Salad Bar, amazing name, clearly descriptive of what you guys are, very ownable, but it also, it's like you landed on something fantastic that stands for so much more than the product itself with Mindfully Mix, which will allow you to easily extend that brand into other products. It stands for like who you are as founders and what you really, you know, want to represent in the world as well, which is, which is really, really great. And like, I feel like that definitely comes across in your packaging, um, which we were talking about before we hit record and the fact that like you've designed this, which is awesome. And I definitely get this mindfully mixed piece in terms of all the different, all the different creative and outdoorsy ways that people can enjoy this product and not only enjoy the product, but like be active. And I think that's really great. Like, yeah, your packaging has like, mountains and then camping and skateboarding like all these different things I imagine you had so much fun designing this I I did I I think I was telling you before we started as well being your own designer is definitely this double-edged sword you know you you're very sure you're going to get what you want you just have no idea how long it's going to take you and and being your own best and worst critic is you know you gotta you gotta keep going you have to push the um one more version, one more version. And we've had other versions of the the packaging before, but this one I think really does embrace more of my feel, more of 
maybe just my my style, but my personality, but also what I wanted to convey to the audience or whoever does grab this. It's not for just the, the it's not for just kids, right? It can be, but it doesn't have to be. And it's not for just like the teenagers or, you know, anyone can hold this package in their hand and not feel silly or not feel like it's, you know, geared to a certain gender. It's, it's very open. It is inclusive by far as a brand, I think, uh, encouraging people to, you know, go, go do those things. And if you haven't tried it, go, go try paragliding. It's, it's incredible. If you've never surfed before, you don't have to be good to enjoy it. It's a, it's a little better when you're not falling, you know, every time, but just the, like the challenge that is involved and what you, I guess the, the confidence or the like self motivating part of you that is pushed when you do those things, you do, you be, you become a better version of you, a more adventurous you. And then I think ultimately ending up to having a better, more fulfilling life of no regrets. You know, I, I tried all these things, even though I was horrible at surfing, I, <laughs> I had fun out there. It was, it was neat. That's such a great message that the brand stands for and that you as a founder and just, you know, as anyone puts out there in a great way to, um, to operate. I'm, I'm totally with you. I don't believe in, I don't believe in regrets. And I think that we should try to do as much as possible in our life to make sure we don't ever look back and, oh, I wish I had tried that. What's the worst that's going to happen in most cases? You're going to fall a couple of times. Who cares? It's all good. You're going to be okay. And I love that you inspired that inspiration and that just go and do it with people, which is great. One of the pieces that you talked about earlier was that you're almost tested along the way. Um, and in working with all these these mentors, you know, you almost go on this entrepreneurial journey in terms of, do I have what it takes to bring this to life? Building on that, what's the number one thing that, or the number one skill, I guess, that you feel has been really instrumental to getting the product and the business where it is today? Uh, yeah, I, I would have to say being willing to learn and being willing to tackle those challenges, um, open-mindedness, I think is the the answer I'm searching for. Um, I, I had to hear a lot of people go, Ooh, in the first hundred versions, uh, it's too crunchy, way too much cinnamon. Uh, this one's really salty. I wouldn't eat it. You know, like hearing that feedback, then being able to take that and then change the product that I thought, you know, in the first, in the first 20 prototypes, I was like, Ooh, I think, I think it's there. And then it, you know, it's not when you, when you actually go out and get it tested and have people try it, go to all the events. I think a, a skill of mine would just be <laughs> being the social butterfly. I am. My mom was the same way, just always talking to people and always learning something from them. So building that network, asking for advice, not always help, but definitely advice. I think that was one of those hugely instrumental skill sets that I think, oh, I would, I would have never been where we are if I didn't reach out to those people I never thought I would get in touch with or, you know, send the bar to those people that never thought would try it or go up to that cool looking group, you know, they're all playing volleyball in the sand. Who, you know, who am I to just go like, Hey guys, you want to try the, want to try a new snack? So yeah, I would say open-mindedness, maybe just the gutsy part of me that 
is ready for the challenge. That's great. I think that openness and I also get a sense of like tenaciousness from you as well to keep going back to the kitchen, keep going back to the drawing board. And you know that you have a winning concept. It's just, how do I bring it to life? And that that's something I think I definitely see from you. And I think that's also just a really important skill set to have in that openness. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the worst that people are going to say if you ask for advice? They're going to say no. What's the worst that people are going to say on the beach? They're going to say no. And I think that just goes to show like what you were talking about before in terms of just living your life with, you know, go try and and do it. That's definitely helped you for sure. If you were to go back in time, what would be one of the pieces that you wish you had done at the beginning that, that you didn't do in terms of like, we learn so much along the way. What's if you could go back and say like, hey, Renee, make sure to do this. Is there anything that you would go back and, and kind of share with that first time Renee food founder? Yes, I have many answers, but I definitely have a number one answer. And to kind of boil it down to anyone starting their own pr- food production or I guess any sort of service or product is that production was our biggest issue. Production meaning how if you do scale or if you intend to scale, how can you make more than a hundred of these in a day? How can you make more than a thousand of these in a day? If you know Heinen's or Whole Foods or whoever called you tomorrow and said, "Okay, we'd like a thousand or ten thousand bars," how do you how do you actually get to that point? And I think I think this year, early twenty twenty for us was just the the biggest breakthrough, I think, in terms of the whole business, but definitely in terms of production where we we figured it out. We knew we needed to test a certain machine. It took us a couple of years to even get to a point where we met someone that owned the machine that then we could sort of rent out and test and prove the the batter, the specific mixture would work in there. So, you know, we went from doing a hundred bars a day and then, you know, getting those sales, which, you know, but production was always our bottleneck and now being able to produce tens of thousands in a month is just kind of like, okay, now we go back to the sales part and that, you know, that becomes our new bottleneck. Um, and then how do we grow it? How do we land the new retail accounts and things? But production by far is what I would have told younger Renee, figure this out. The rest is going to be a lot easier. Yeah, that's really, really good advice because there's nothing worse than like having these sales orders and you just can't keep up with them. It's like, it's a good problem to have, but if you can only make a hundred a day, you know, that's limiting your growth or a thousand a day. So that's great that you guys have been able to crack that. And now everything else is going to be able to come a lot easier and you're going to feel a lot more confident just going out after those larger accounts that you want to sell with. And and when you secure them, you're not concerned with, oh my gosh, how are we going to keep up with this? <laughs> what is one of the big pieces that you guys are working on right now? You've got the production piece figured out. You'd kind of mention on the sales piece there, but I always like to say like new level, new devil in some ways. Um, what's one of the big pieces that you guys are, are working on overcoming right now on your journey to growth? Yeah, absolutely. I think our number one goal is is scaling, right? We, we do want to become this national brand. We want people to know who we are, but more importantly, what what Mindfully Mixed is about. I'd, I'd love for everyone to taste a salad bar and for everyone to eat a little healthier for sure. But um, I think it's it's up to me to sort of get this to a bigger point. And, and a lot of times 
you know, everyone has these certain things that hold them back, whether it's financial or whether it's they don't know what step to take next. Or, you know, even if you did have, you know, 500,000 or a million dollars in the bank, what are you going to do with it? And and how do you how do you plan to sort of scale or build that company? So right now, that's my biggest um, challenge or I guess learning goal is to how to grow this into something bigger and much bigger than me and my hobby or my business that's taken off a little flight right now. And in doing that, it's very core to me that I continue to grow and build my team. We have a person on the marketing side of things. He does an excellent job. It's been just so fun to learn from him, but also delegate those things that I had no right and could not do. I don't want to, you know, run through my Facebook data analytics. That's, that is his skill set and, and he likes to do it. So we have a couple, you know, freelance sort of right out of college friends of mine, but also people that I've sort of brought on the team as a very valuable part uh, asset. And I know that they can help spread this message because I feel like it's also a message that they would do even if it wasn't me or my brand, it's sort of that like similarly shared feeling to like get out there in the world. That's great. Having those team members that are aligned to the purpose that you're on makes such a huge, huge difference and can really help grow the business a lot further, faster, for sure. Anything else that you want to leave any, any other food founders with maybe someone just starting out their journey or someone who's on the same journey? Um, any last pieces of advice for anyone? Yeah, I think just, you know, be tenacious enough that you don't just give up on your on your idea. If it's something that is fulfilling a, a hole in the market and you, you clearly see, okay, there's not something exactly like this. Um, and if it's, you know, sort of scratching your own itch, that is something you need. Chances are there's other people out there that are also looking for this thing, whether it be nut-free or um, autoimmune disease-friendly or, you know, anything that's so hyper-specific because there is that, there's a huge category of the market right now that we, different people need these products and they will find you and then they will become your best reorderers that give you the best feedback. And then you just find more of them out there. There's so many people out there looking for new things. So just just stay tenacious enough, but also open-minded enough to know when you have to change it a little or modify it a little, meaning switching the flavors or trying new things or just gaining people's feedback. That's the biggest, whether it be taste testing or anything, but the, the people's feedback was the biggest push and uh, stepping stones for us to follow into getting a product out there that people actually liked. Awesome advice for everyone, Renee. Where can people find you right now? I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are like, oh my gosh, Super Salad Bar. I want to try this. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Supersaladbar.com. Uh, very, I, we try to keep things very simple. The website was launched, or I guess relaunched the beginning of this year. So there are plenty of things that we need to do or include on the website. But the fact that the product is there, you know how to buy it. We're offering free shipping up until, I believe, up until the holidays. So if you do go to supersaladbar.com and you do want to try this thing, you can do a uh, welcome 10 is uh, 10% off your order and you receive free shipping on that order. 
So welcome 10 at supersaladbar.com. And we have five packs. If you just want to try a trial pack, we have 10 packs. Our best sort of VIP customers keep ordering the 20 packs. And um, we will in, in the future have new flavors and different things for you to try. Awesome. Renee, thank you so much for sharing your journey. It's been a really great journey that you've been on and lots of learning along the way. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with all the other food founders out there. Thank you so much for sharing. And seriously, thanks for bringing this product to the market. Uh, This is something that I, I do think a lot of people have been like, I wish someone would just do this and you did it. So thank you for that. Thank you. I I appreciate being on here. And I will continue to follow your blog and your uh, info and webinars as well. They've been really helpful for us so far. Awesome. Glad, glad that can help you. Uh, Thanks, Renee. Have a good one. And keep on putting out that great message of uh, everything that you guys are doing over there. Thank you, Ainsley. You as well. 